You guys like baseball? I like baseball. You know what happened in baseball back in the late 90s? Uh, Mid-90s, late 90s, there was a strike. Uh, there was Baseball was in a little bit of a problem because there wasn't a lot of runs being scored. They were going on strike, labor disputes. And all of a sudden, America's pastime is reeling business from a business standpoint. The other sports were catching up. Basketball, uh, you know, football, even hockey was starting to gain ground and in some cases surpass baseball. What happened? Came back off the strike. They had Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Now these guys pumped themselves up full of steroids. Major League Baseball looked the other way. And then what happened was they went on a home run derby, a chase, basically to break the home run single season record. And all of a sudden, everybody's back into baseball. Now what happens? Baseball is filled with steroids. It started with that. Baseball looked the other way. And now... They're blaming people who do steroids and looking for scapegoats and trying to be a holier-than-now organization and really, really basically crumble the reputations of anybody who did do steroids when they were first originally all for it. What does that have to do with cruising? Absolutely nothing. But I'll tell you this. Book your next cruise with Always Be Booked Travel and Vacations because we will put a 100% of our efforts in making sure you have the cruise vacation of a lifetime. 323 Getaway. Let's start the show. Hey, yo, all aboard and welcome. It's about to be on. Grab a couple of cones because we about to be gone to the Caribbean. Seven days and eight nights. Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light. Yeah, we always be booked. We got our drinks in the sky. From New York City to the USBI. Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up. Because we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump. Finding pockets on the Lido. She ain't got to be a tent because we did the things and we'll do them again. Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out because we got the drink pack. And we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show Coming to you not quite live From the K Compound uh, Case K you could say right Case K oh, Case K That was a weird intro right Even for me that was kind of weird I would just kind of come up with something to You know start the show off a little offbeat You guys know me You know my style Speaking of uh, my style My style is not coming with a lot to the table this week From a prep standpoint So what we're going to do is mostly go off the cuff I have a bunch of uh, articles lined up From uh, you know cruise Cruise magazines and cruise publications Cruise online forums And it's mostly cruise news this week i don't have any emails guess whose fault that is that's not my fault that's your fault we got no emails this week but that's all right we're gonna get through it anyway we'll start off by talking about something that i'm very very excited about well i'll say two things that we're very excited about we have two cruises coming up one is a may 6th navigator of the seas now i don't know if it's the first one of the first couple of sailings after the refurb very, very excited about taking that cruise, and we're going to, um, where are we going? Oh, yeah, Nassau and Perfect Day at Coco Cay. I was tell- talking on the Patreon the other day about uh, how beautiful at- that looks, and if you haven't gone onto the Royal Caribbean website and did the virtual tour of Perfect Day at Coco Cay, I got to tell you, they went to the next level. They really, really make you feel 
you know, like you're actually at the place. You, they actually put you in the wave pool in one of the uh, one of the sections. I want to give a big shout out to Julia, Julia Swanson. We had a really cool conversation tonight. Uh, got a chance to have a back and forth with her. She told me a little bit about her cruising history over, uh, you know, her getting booked on the other cruise that we're really excited about, which is the eight night, the eight night journey that we are dubbing Pirates and Pier Runners, the first official group cruise from always be booked now if you guys want to join us you know chris decker is on this thing uh cj sancocho better known as chris or maybe not better known as chris his cousin's coming along we got nicole we still have a guest list developing and that's going to be a really really fun time it's going to be a quick little four-day getaway the ironic thing is that it's i think it's a good price because you can get in on it for like you know under 500 bucks all in uh if per person so that's right around it's going to be right around a thousand bucks per person and i think that's a good deal for a newly refurbished ship and uh, a quick little getaway and that's with taxes and, and port charges as well but are you kidding me with this freaking deal that we have for the group cruise guys i don't know you you, you may want to take your heads and pull it out of your ass i'm just kidding clearly but i'm just saying this is i don't know I know it's January, okay? So I know that's why the pricing is down. But you're talking about an eight-night Eastern Caribbean. We're talking St. Martin, St. Thomas, Labadee, and San Juan, Puerto Rico. I don't understand how I can get you on this ship for $499 base price. $499 Eastern Caribbean. I'm going to say it again. $499. Now, that's probably not going to be the case. And I'll tell you this, too. That's a non-refundable deposit. So you got to make sure you can go on this thing because I looked up regular inside uh, standard cabins, the category, with refundable deposits. They're already on a wait list. So how is the non-refundables so, like, out there and, and so cheap? Why wouldn't they be jacking up the prices? I don't get it. I don't know what's going on, but it's out of control. Now, what you can look forward to on this cruise is a bunch of stuff. And, uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Guys, I hope you're looking at this as content. It's not a sales pitch. I really am not trying to sell you on on this. This is actual content. If you don't want to go on it, don't go on it. But um, I'm just really, really pumped about the cruise. And I just think I, I, I don't remember ever seeing, even from any cruise line, an eight-night cruise for this cheap that looks this good. So, And it just happened to be the group cruise. It, I wasn't necessarily looking for the cheapest price either i was looking for saint thomas is what i want i need to get back to saint thomas i want to do the bar crawl again and that's what i want to get into so if you are going to go on this group cruise again i don't even care if you don't even don't even tell me just book it book it on your own i don't care i'm just telling you about this cruise because it is that sick of a deal you guys know i have the travel agency and I, I try to pimp it out all the time or, or, or overdo it sometimes, I guess. But I'm not claiming to be the best travel agent. If you want to just go on this cruise and tell me you're going on it and just meet us out and like have a good time, that's fine, too. I can book you on this thing, though. I can. If you want to support the show and support the podcast, I can do it and I can maybe get a couple dollars off of it. If not, just come. Just show up. Whatever. Um, so 
what, what are we going to do? There's going to be a bunch of things. I'm going to contact the cruise line, and I'm hoping we got eight cabins blocked off. I think they're going to go reason. I shouldn't even say that, but I'm hoping that they go at a decent, you know, pace because I want to book another eight after that. I don't want to get 16 people. I mean, 16 cabins, maybe 20 cabins. That would mean 40 people. That wouldn't be a nice little group. And I think we'll have a great time because what I'm going to try to do as I uh, have a little gas, I just had some, oh man, one of the reasons I moved down here was... <laughs> shouldn't say that that's embarrassing to say but it was a very very nice benefit to have a excuse me pollo tropical i know it's fast food basically fast food caribbean food but it still is caribbean food and it still is not french fries and double cheeseburgers you know what i mean how many freaking dave deluxes can you have how much you know? How much? How many? How much beef and cheddars from Arby's are you gonna eat? You gotta stop. I gotta stop that. So I've been doing pretty good. You know, I went uh, food shopping and I did meal prep and I put together my own pollo tropicals and I put them together: beans, vegetables, uh, chicken. Uh, I didn't do the rice because the rice, you know, it's tricky. But I, I, but I bagged them up and put them in the freezer. And I've been eating them, you know, it's just not the same. It's not the same. But you do it anyway. You try it, see where it goes. You know, just got to, you know, that's that's both for the uh, health and for the, um, what do you call it, the, uh, the pockets. You know what I mean? You want to save some money. You know what I mean? So we got all these cruises coming up. And uh, we're not, you know, I don't know if you got the memo or not. I don't know if you heard the news, but your boy is not necessarily in the same income bracket that he might have been 16 months ago. Yeah, so that's all right. Uh, we're going to make it happen though. Uh, where am I? Where the hell was I? So, you know, I, I, uh, I, I kind of like the fact that Trap Pollo Tropical is down here and I'm not going to lie and say top, top, top 20 reasons I moved down here. Top 20, I would say. So I'm really, really pumped about this group cruise. So what I'm going to do is try to get a bunch of people on and we're going to do the whole thing. We're going to do the pre-night you know, the the pre-cruise dinner, we'll do that somewhere. We'll get somebody to have us and host us for dinner. Maybe we'll do it at the K compound. We'll have everybody to K's house. K, you listening? How's that sound? K would absolutely not care. She could care less. We could do a nice little house party, and uh, I could DJ it, and we could do it here. I also want to do a, um, you know, see if we get a good amount of people and maybe I reserve one of the common rooms and basically uh set it up to where we'll do a live podcast we'll do a live broadcast on air maybe we'll have some friends on board with us and we'll do a little bit of a panel q a section you guys will be involved in the show as well we will do a you know i'm sure you guys are going to want to do your own thing for a lot of this cruise and i don't blame you at all i you know like i said you may get (laughs) i was saying to some people and chris chris decker might have a little bit of advice for you guys when he gets off of this, um, you know, they might, you might have a little lead time to see what you're in for when we get off of this uh, Navigator cruise in May. Because, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, like I told you, we, we go after it. And you probably will be like, oh, you know, Tommy, I like your show. So, but, um, you know, I enjoy listening to the podcast. But uh, I got a question. What, what, what the F is wrong with you and your friends? <laughs> we may get a little of that. So I know you're not going to want to freaking, you know, be uh, keeping up neck and neck with us with the drinking and the carousing and this and that. But I will ask and I will say and I will recommend the St. Thomas Mountaintop Journey. Guys, I haven't done it in a while. Let's walk through it. I get up nice and early. 
I make my way over to Badass Coffee. Look it up, Badass Coffee. They survived the hurricane. They're still around. And, man, I just love it. It's just like a tradition. It's a iced coffee. I get the iced coffee with the with the coffee ice cubes. So you just, even when the ice cubes melt, it's still just coffee. So I do that. That's how I start the day. Now, this is always the same problem, though. Always the same problem is, though, uh, San Juan is the night before. And San Juan, for whatever reason, is always like the late port. So we, get, we don't leave San Juan until like 11 o'clock. And I always like to have a nice time in San Juan. And I always like to, you know, usually there's a nice, cool Latin sail away party after San Juan. And I like to indulge in that. And that kind of throws off the St. Thomas morning, but not this time. Not this time. Well, maybe this time too. Who knows? But either way, so we're going to get up. We're going to try to go early. We're there from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, right after Badass Coffee, we head over to Hooters. And that's where I stumbled in the one time. Maybe it's not Hooters this time. Maybe it's the Tap and Still. I think it might be the Tap and Still because I haven't done the Tap and Still. And uh, that's a great place. It looks really, really cool. Some craft beers, whatever. St. Thomas has really, in the Haven Site area, built up a lot even since i started cruising uh, a lot of these it seems like saint thomas has really kind of jumped on the whole american you know hipster type drinking thing with the craft beer and the craft cocktails and things like that little foodie little extra elevated level of a foodie experience and we're gonna look to take full advantage of that uh i think i think so Probably badass coffee. I don't know who will be with me. I know most of the people in my crew will not be with me. Nicole might be with me. Well, Nicole, listen, this is a year away. You know how many things can happen? So who even knows who's going to be on this one? I did get wind, and I was told about 76 times from Nick. Old school. One of the first that ever did it. One of the best that ever done it. Nick. Piano bar Nick. Green Cup Monday, Nick, if you will. Dare I say, you won't do it. Play Michelle Branch, Nick. That Nick. Found out. He got wife. He wifed up a girlfriend. And uh, it's been a little different for the better for him. Absolutely for the better. And, uh, you know, but him and his lovely girlfriend, Claudia, who I'm very good friends with as well, they assured me that I shouldn't get my hopes up. That we should temper our expectations, but we got at least two or three calls from them saying that they were they're very very interested and want to jump on this sailing and and will try to be jumping on this sailing if they think it's possible. So we got our fingers crossed for that. You know you can count on Chris to be in. Sony doesn't look like it's going to happen because she started a new job and she's freaking uh, that's that's the busy time of year. Beatrix doesn't think she's going, but she's going. K. It's up in the air because she may be uh, a medical technician out of the country. We don't know, but we will have a crew on this cruise, and it's going to be a great time. So St. Thomas, badass coffee. Then we hit the tap and still, and I'm going to say around 11 noon, 11 a.m., maybe somewhere between 11 a.m. and noon, we are going to start looking for those open-air safari taxis. And if we got to get two of them, we'll get two of them. I think each of them hold a good 16 people, 12 people, 16 people uh, at least. And uh, if we got to get two, we'll get two. First things first, ask them. Let me hear your sound system. What do you got? You got some good reggae music you can play nice and loud? Because that's what we need. All right? They passed that test. How much? 
75 bucks okay keep keep driving all right i'll do it for 40 yeah 40 is a little much too but you know what let's do 30 bucks we'll call it even 30 bucks from everybody we'll have <clears throat> we'll have a group so there'll be some good bargaining power and we will tell him take us wherever now the first time we ever did this he took us first he took us to um what's that aqua park there the um forgot the one they had on the real world but whatever it is you see it on all the pictures near koki beach coral world and uh you know that was cool but then he gets into the mountaintop climb and yes we have a couple of drinks in us and guys take this you know don't don't look at it as like you gotta be drunk so like that's one thing beatrix is always worried about i know she doesn't drink and that's fine so it's like participate at the level you want to participate at as long as you're not offended by us kind of getting after it a little bit and we temper it a little bit we're not going to be offensive to people we're we're just going to have some fun and we're going to be intoxicated at a certain level that not everybody might be but then we get in that van and then it starts driving and then we got that buzz going and it starts going uphill seemingly almost vertical and then it starts going around little narrow roads if you were sober you'd be dead <laughs> You'd be frightened, but you're a little buzzed up. So you're actually very comfortable and it's relaxing. And you realize if I'm going to fall off the side of a freaking mountain, I want to do it drunk off Jim Beam in St. Thomas. <laughs> many of you, I know I'm turning off just as many as I'm turning on right now. Uh, maybe even more so, but it's not really. That's This is what it is in our mind. But yeah, you're flying through the, the, the tropical rainforest up the mountain. Yeah, it sucks because you look at a lot of poverty, but it's good for you because you get a chance to see, you know, the the inner works of St. Thomas. And, you know, that's not you get to see beyond the paradise of, of Havensite and, uh, you know, Char- Charlotte Amalie, whatever, however you pronounce that. And then all of a sudden you're driving through roughage and you don't know where you're going, but you know you're going fast and the reggae beats are pumping and you're hitting and the branches are flying by you, but you have the fresh air and you're laughing with your friends. And then all of a sudden there's a clearing and it opens up and you look out to your left and you see something that you just can't describe. No screensaver does it justice. No postcard does it justice. It's absolutely intoxicating. You've seen all the pictures online. Some of you have seen it in person, but just, I mean, the beautiful view of all the Virgin Islands. You see Tortola. You see St. John. Uh, I think you can see St. Croix off in the distance as well. And man, it is just breathtaking. And then you proceed to, you know, several different mountaintop gift shops that have whatever you want to purchase, an observation deck, and a banana daiquiri bar. And those banana daiquiris up at that level, they taste delicious. And then, you know what? You just end up coming back down the mountain. You have like maybe five or six stops, depending upon how good your driver is. We got we, we ended up on somebody's land once, and they ended up chasing us off, and the driver kind of calmed everything down, and there was no problem, no harm, no foul. But it was what it was. It was all good. And uh, it was a great experience. And it always is every time. And I cannot tell you how pumped I am for that St. Thomas run. And it would be more, more exciting for me if I can get as many cones doing it with us as possible. And you could see what I've been blabbing about for the last two years. Guys, if you haven't done so already, feel free to join the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge. It's a group on Facebook. It's a good time. We like to uh, rib each other. We like to have a good time. We joke around a lot. We tell some good cruise stories. We exchange a lot of information. And uh, we just banter in our own little way. We have a lot of inside jokes. And uh, we would 
we would really, really appreciate it if you're not a part of that community just yet that you did go ahead and join. And all you have to do is, like I said, log on to Facebook and search Always Be Both Cruises Ultra Lounge and the group will pop up. You click to join and you will be let in right away. Velvet ropes will part for you immediately and you will become a member of the Ultra Lounge. Also, if you'd like to support the show, I have a thing called Patreon. I have a, uh, uh, you know, you get an extra show. Now, ideally, it's a week. Sometimes it's been a little bit more. Sometimes it's been 10 days, 11 days, and I do have my sincerest apologies for that. And I'm going to do my absolute best in the new year to make sure it's up seven days. uh, I'm sorry, once every seven days, once a week. And uh, what that is is, uh, you know, just a little bit of an extra show. There's going to be different, different things that you won't necessarily see on um, or hear on the regular show. Uh, I talk about other things. I go off the cuff a little bit more. and I talk about things, whether it's personal, whether it's completely off topic, entertainment topics or, you know, things throughout my week or whatever. You know, some people seem to like that stuff when I kind of go off the rails a little bit. And on that show, that time slot, that's what I normally do. And uh, if you would like to just go to uh, patreon.com slash always be booked. And the real reason I hope that you were clicking on it's five dollars a month. And really, it's almost like a contribution. If you guys like, if you like the show, if I, if you think I bring you some information, and if you think I'm a help to you at all, and this show, this free podcast, gives you any sort of entertainment or enjoyment throughout the week, then that's a good way to support the show because there is some time that is put into putting these shows together. And uh, you know, I would appreciate it. It's five bucks, you know, extra show. I have a couple of ideas to, for elevated content and, and extra, I guess, elevated level, elevated tiers to participate in that. In but for right now, it is just a, it's a donation to what I'm trying to do here. And uh, here's the deal too: if you don't want to, just don't. You don't have to. And I get it. Some people are on there, and you know, maybe they're just not seeing the value. Maybe the times got tough, and they want to kind of save that five bucks. That's all good, too. The main thing is this is the main show. This is the show that's free every single week, ideally. And uh, we're going straight from there. It's a new year, and we're really, really pumped to bring you some content. So you guys may have seen I put out on Instagram. Also, check me out on Instagram. Always be booked. Um, You may see or on Facebook, the Ultra Lounge. I put out a proposed schedule for what time things are going to come out. And uh, sure enough, week one, and we're already off the rails with that. With coming as close as possible, I am still dedicated to executing that as close as humanly possible ideally right on we already missed the sunday live show because (laughs) it's it's crazy guys i i don't expect sympathy from any of you guys and uh some of you especially just have no (laughs) there's no sympathy or leeway whatsoever and i do get that you know what the the simple word is tommy be better the truth is, though, I do have a full-time – it actually is a full-time job. It's not supposed to necessarily be a full-time job, but it is a full-time job pretty much only because, you know, I don't like to do part-time stuff, you know, especially when I'm getting a paycheck. You know, even if the agreement is for 25 to 30 hours, yeah, I'm going to do the 40 hours at least. So uh, I have been there full-time, and uh, we've had some events and things like that, and I have to kind of make sure – that that continues to, uh, you know, I butter that bread because if I don't, then uh, I'm going to be out looking for a job again, and I'm going to, uh, you know, if I don't if I don't take it seriously enough, if I don't make sure that my main source of income 
gets the brunt of what um, you know what 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 a brunt of my attention, the brunt of my time and my dedication. If I don't do that, I'm going to be freaking out looking for jobs, and then what I'm going to have to do is say, all right. I got to bog down and I have to make sure I get serious about my career and all my hobbies, which at the end of the day, I really am trying to take this out of the hobby level. But again, if you, you know, you make it a couple hundred dollars a month on some couple of hundred a month, and I guess it's me kind of really maybe oversharing with you guys. It's, it's gotta, it's a hobby. You have to be, you have to be responsible. I am not in a position where I can just drop everything and roll the dice and hopefully this thing takes off. I have to do a little bit of a hybrid and it is my idea and my dream to be able to turn this ship around, first cruise pun, and have it be more than a hobby and have it be my main source of income. But at this point, it's not. And if I don't take care of what my main source of income is, that's just going to create a whole mess of anxiety, a whole mess of uh, you know having to look for a job and ultimately probably having to have me be like, you know what? I got to put this whole thing on a hiatus until I really, really have my ducks in a row. But right now, what I have to do is focus on that. I had friends in town. I had an off-site event this weekend. And what can I tell you guys? I failed <laughs> at coming up with the live show on Sunday. I'm going to have the live show next Sunday. Uh, all th- hopefully, hopefully is what I'm going to say. I have that schedule out there. I am completely dedicated to making sure that I come as close to that schedule as humanly possible. And I hope you guys understand, you know, maybe once in a blue moon when I when, blue moon when I do miss when I do miss the deadlines, hopefully you guys understand. So We'll, uh, we're, we're, we're pumped for 2019. I am extremely pumped to bring you a lot of other stuff. I already said on the Patreon what I am going to try to do. This is one thing I'm rolling out as well. And uh, it's going to be the T-shirt store, the merchandise store, which hopefully some of you guys, you know, and it sounds it sounds like a big sales pitch. But you know what? If you want it, you want it. If you don't, you don't. There's going to be T-shirts available soon. So that's, that's the extent of the sales pitch. What I'm also working on that I'm kind of excited about is what I want to create is custom podcasts for you so ideally i have the recording software i have the music i have everything what i want to do is you tell me what your itinerary is and for a price and this is still in the beginning stages so i don't know how much it's going to be but um you know we've got to weigh into how much time this is going to take because it's going to take a good amount of research and editing and post you know post-production stuff like that and uh i'm going to create a podcast for you guys so you tell me i'm going on the carnival victory and I'm doing a Western Caribbean. I'm hitting Cozumel. I'm hitting Grand Cayman. And I'm hitting uh, Ocho Rios, Jamaica. And this is my day. This is the, where I'm departing from. And I'm going to crank out a podcast that takes you step by step. It's going to give you dozens of options of every port you hit. And dozens of insider trips and tick, uh, trips and ticks. <laughs> tricks and tips and I, and it's going to have dozens and dozens of uh what, what would you say uh pro tips for what to do on board and the things to do on your particular ship and what you can expect so if you want to pop in it's not going to be unlike the podcast that you listen to right now except it's literally going to be just for your sailing and you know first i was saying you know i'm going to do between 10 and 20 dollars for that that's not realistic. I don't think it is. As I as I see myself uh, struggling to find the time to do all this crap again, I know you don't have sympathy for me because we all got stuff to do and we're all busy and we're all running around like crazy. But uh, it is going to take a day to do this. It's going to take a day to do it. So probably I'm going to have to come in at like that $35 to $39 range. Because again, I don't see this being able to be done in less than six hours time with all the research 
the recording of itself and the post production, it's going to take some time. So, so somewhere around thirty five bucks or something like that, thirty thirty nine bucks, something like that. I am going to you can you know you already spent fifteen hundred dollars on your cruise, two thousand dollars on your cruise, thirty five hundred on your cruise. For an extra forty bucks, you could have me right in your back pocket, coaching you, cruise coaching you. You guys know I'm a coach by nature. I coached two JV teams, uh, baseball and football, three years each. I had my own team, and man, that was some of the most funnest times of my. As much as those kids will drive you freaking nuts, that was, I mean, that was a great, great time. Nothing, nothing is like when they say that expression. They nothing like a plan coming together. That was the beautiful part of it. All the week of heartache and work and. Game planning and preparation, and both whether it's mental and it's physical, and then on that sun that Saturday when it's game day and you have everybody in line and you know you've done the work. If you ever seen the movie, um, have you ever seen the movie uh, Man on Fire with uh, it's Denzel, right? That's one of the best movies ever made. I didn't even realize it until maybe like six or seven years ago. I, I probably was under a rock. I should have known it, but somebody recommended Man on Fire to me. I was like, holy crap. And the little girl, there's a little girl in it, and she's like practicing for swimming. And she's like, something like, you're going to tell me good luck. And he's been working with her to just be great because this guy, Denzel's character, I don't want to be a scene stealer here. I don't want a scene stealer. I don't want to be a, um, uh, uh, what's the word you call it? A, uh, <laughs> uh, what alert? Uh, something alert? Sl- uh, sleeper alert? Screener alert? Uh, it's coming. It's close, guys. Screener, sleeper, I'm dr- how how nuts am I driving all you guys right now? Because you're probably screaming it in your car. Uh, spoiler alert! Boom! Told you I get it. So uh, the, uh, the 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 guys basically whatever he is, but he's basically finds himself working with this little girl because he's friend. He's I don't want to s- screw it up for you. Point is, he just says, "Are you trained or untrained?" She says, "Aren't you going to wish me luck in my swimming meet?" He's like, it's not about luck. There's no luck. It's either trained or untrained. You're either trained or untrained. You walk these guys, UFC guys, they walk around. You know they can kill you with their bare hands. You know if you fight them, it's not a fair fight. It's not. It's like pointless to even try to fight. It's like, why? This guy's trained. He's a trained professional fighter, trained killer. You ever see the movie Troy? I was watching Troy last night. I haven't seen that movie in ages. And I just remember the most riveting, it was a bunch of riveting scenes about that. That's a sleeper movie too, Troy. It came on and I just happened to catch like in the midst of my disastrous hangover where I couldn't move or do anything. I'm just laying out, laying out on this couch, just making noises and Kay's just checking on me, making me cookies. What a great, great roommate. So, Troy comes on, and uh, it was what it was. Brad Pitt is going to fight. What's the guy's name? Hector, who's, you know, Brad Pitt is part of the Greek army. Hector's with the Trojans, and uh, that was it. Hector's going to fight him, but it wasn't. He had to say his goodbyes. He got called out. Uh, Brad Pitt is screaming, screaming. This is a little bit of a uh, spoiler alert, so turn turn this off if you don't want to hear it. He's screaming, Hector! Hector and nobody could impregnate Troy's walls so it's not like he's going to get in he shows up solo meanwhile there's a battle there's a war going on between the two armies but Hector killed Brad Pitt's cousin the day before in a battle so Brad Pitt and this is a mutual respect thing these guys respect each other they know of each other they know who each other are but you know it is what it is Brad Pitt's character 
uh, Achilles, right? With the heel. He's got the heel and the, with, the, with the hoof, the foot, the heel. And uh, he's he's elite. He's the best in the world. You're talking about LeBron James here of just fighting in general. And, uh, you know, this guy Hector, he's really good. You know, he's uh, he's 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 Michael Westbrook. Really good. 90, better than 99% of the people out there. But what you got is you got LeBron you're facing. So Hector accidentally kills Brad Pitt's character in the battle of the day, day before. Brad Pitt gets wind of this, is horrified naturally, and he's freaking out. And he's going to basically go and call him out. He's going to call out Hector. So he rides his horse all the way over. And just starts screaming. Now, he can't get over the wall. The, the, the Troy wall is huge. That's why you know the whole story. The Trojan horse had to be built because that's the only way they'd be able to get into the into into the fort. But he screams him. Screams him out. Hector! Hector! Now, Hector could have, being the prince of Troy, could have had any one of the several hundred men standing on top of the wall just shoot this guy with an arrow and kill him and be done with it. But it's not the way you do things. Not the way you do things. So Hector's got to go fight this guy because it's about honor and he's got to freaking step up. But Hector's got a wife, a kid, a father, a family, everybody. And you know what he does? He says goodbye to everybody because he knows he's not beating Brad Pitt. He's not coming back. And even the father says to him, you were the greatest son I could have ever asked for. Something to that effect. No man has ever had a better son, something to that effect, and the and and the reason is is because that's it. You know what? So can something crazy happen? Since something wacky happened, where he gets in a lucky sword poke, is that a technical term in the um? You know, in that time, a sword poke is that an actual move? No, but could he get him? I guess. But everybody just knew that this guy, Achilles, was so good that their son, their husband, their beloved father, their friend, their relative, this guy Hector was not coming back. Sure enough, Hector didn't come back. And uh that's what it was. So I <laughs> this is coming all the way back around to cruising and that if you want to go on a cruise and you want to wing it and you want to say maybe, you know, you want people saying, "Hey, good luck on your cruise." Hey, you going on a cruise? Good luck. Hope you hope you have a good time. You know, roll the dice on this excursion. Well, what am I going on? You know, what does it mean? Uh beach break and safari tour. Beach break and shopping. I don't know what that is. It could be good. It sounds good. It's only 30 bucks. Why not just spend? I don't know. Train yourself. Get trained. It's going to be good. And I am going to um, start putting that out. I got one that I'm going to put out for free uh, for Matt and Thelma. Because uh, honestly, I got to just continuously give Matt and Thelma shout outs. Because, man, I don't even want to say. They're just buying cruises. They're buying cruises for me. And, uh, man, it's the, the support is so appreciated. I enjoy every conversation I have with Matt over the phone. Really good dude. And, uh, man, you want to talk about a super cone. Super cone. That's Matt. Shout out to Matt. Matt, what's up, buddy? Uh, and uh, so that's it. All right. So let's get out of that. We're going to go into some cruise news. And uh, we'll see where it takes us. I have a bunch of stories that I kind of pulled. Uh, it's going to be a little bit reading, a little bit reacting, and then we'll see what happens from there. All right. Amsterdam, the capital of the Netherlands and good time city known for welcoming tourists, slapped a new tax on cruise passengers January 1st. Cruise companies aren't happy about it. 
In fact, MSC Cruises was so unhappy that it canceled future stops and replaced Amsterdam with nearby Rotterdam. Ooh, we're switching up our dams on its port uh, stop schedules. Uh, Cruise and Maritime Voyages, a British cruise line, also said it will replace most of its scheduled Amsterdam ports. Uh, Several other companies are assessing the situation, according to Martin Griffiths, director of public affairs for Cruise Lines International Association Europe. Uh, Here's a quote. It's still very... It's a very new situation, Griffith said last Friday. Authorities currently working to implement it and charge the lines, but authorities are currently working to implement it and charge the lines, but the process is still unclear today. The new fee uh, of 912 applies to transit passengers and it is to be charged per 24 hour period. So that's what they got to do now. So these the, the Amsterdam. I guess they're uh, deciding that from now on they are going to charge the cruise lines a $9.12 fee for every passenger that comes into port. And I would say, I don't know, I've, that's that's a freaking bold move. What do you think? I don't know. Amsterdam thinks it's got it like that? I mean, Amsterdam is, you guys know what you could do there, all sorts of stuff. I've never been anywhere close, but I guess the weed is completely legal. I think a good amount of drugs are pretty legal. One thing I also know about Amsterdam, it's a very big bike culture. You know what I mean? You ride around on bikes all the time. People, you know, the main mode of transportation is pretty much bikes. Uh, CLIA, the uh, Cruise Line Association of something, don't know exactly what it stands for, but hey, listen, are we going to freaking split hairs here? No. CLIA issued a statement in late December saying members are disappointed. So members of CLIA would be the Cruise Line's Cruise Line something association the statement went on to say that the new tax means that the cruise passengers visiting amsterdam who already pay a significant amount in port fees other tariffs will have to pay an additional tax willis other day tourists who arrive in amsterdam what you talking about willis i don't know what that means arrive in amsterdam by train bus or car would not have to pay a day tourist tax and do not also pay port or other fees so this seems like uh, they're trying to just basically think that these cruise people come in and they're only, you know, some of them are just going to walk around. Now, if you're, if you're a land-based vacation person, you're staying for eight days, six days, ten days, whatever, you're getting a hotel, you have to eat, you know what I mean? You don't have the luxury of being able to go back on the cruise ship to eat. You have to put money into the community. So they think that these day trippers are not profitable as they want them to be. So that's why they're saying, you know what? Boom, $9.12 tax. We're eating off you. The organization also uh, said transit cruise passengers represent only 1% of the total tourist traffic in Amsterdam and argued that the contribution of cruise passengers is extremely disproportionate. Clear statement also criticized the short implementation time for the tax two months, saying if there's real risk of cancellations, which could result in a budget deficit, uh, Oh, oh, geez. There is a real there is a real risk of call cancellations with which could result in a budget deficit of several million euros for the city of Amsterdam as a result of the reduced fees collected by the port of Amsterdam. The the municipality of Amsterdam's website said the increased tax is in response to heavy demands on the city and its public spaces as a result of large number of tourists. So they're thinking you got all these cruise passengers coming in. Some of them may spend a little money. A lot of them aren't. They're freeloading, eating on the ship, not spending any money on hotels. Meanwhile, we got all these guests who are paying, coming in, spending money in our hotels. They have to eat our food. They don't have a cruise ship that they can retreat back to. And they're being forced to wait in line, thus risking the over 
overall experience for them, right? So now they think, all right, see where they're coming from. And here's another quote. This day tripper tax will not only apply to cruise passengers who do not live in Amsterdam and are only stopping over, not to passengers. Oh, no, this day tripper tax will only apply to cruise passengers who do not live in Amsterdam and are only stopping over, not to passengers who are starting or ending a cruise in Amsterdam, according to the website. Okay. So if you're porting, if you're if you're embarking or disembarking in Amsterdam, you will not be subject to this tax or the cruise line will not be subjected to this tax. And I guess what it's going to be is, you know, I don't understand I don't know. I don't know. It it all depends upon how attractive it's this is a supply and demand thing. If Amsterdam uh, is has there's a big demand for that port of call, they're going to get away with this long term. Cruise passengers are going to want to go there. They'll they'll be heard, and you know what? They'll eventually pay because what the cruise lines probably will do is just anytime there is an Amsterdam cruise, you'll notice that it'll be a little bit more expensive, and that will be because of the day tripper tax. What do you guys think of this? Maybe send me an email for once, please. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Do you uh, side with the cle- with the cruise lines and clear? on this or do you understand where amsterdam is coming from i kind of understand where amsterdam is coming from but they have to also realize that they're rolling the dice here if you really believe that the cruise industry is one percent of your business your total tourism business which i don't know i mean it might be true you don't hear a lot about cruising into amsterdam you hear a lot about people flying into amsterdam but that's on you if you got it like that and you can if if you can if you can uh, pull that off, and you really don't need the cruise business as much, then you're per- perfectly right to do it. It sounds like they got the cruise lines a little bit with this, because you know now the cruise lines are just talking about being disappointed and talking about pulling out. And Amsterdam is probably like, hey, you know what? Let's do some drugs, and who cares? Who knows? All right, so we'll see where that goes, and we'll continue to pay attention to that. It also sounds like that is a developing story. Speaking of developing stories that do not have a clear-cut conclusion yet, Carnival Cruise Lines has canceled. That's right, they've canceled. The plans to begin charging for individual room service items ordered before 10 p.m., a plan that many Carnival Cruisers criticized. So this was a thing that's been in the news back and forth. It's been a very uh, controversial topic of conversation. Should they charge for room service? Shouldn't they? Well, ideally, nobody wants to pay for room service, but a lot of people understand the move. Go back and forth all day on it. I don't fault anybody's opinion. You know what? You can think what you want. I got my opinion. You got yours. We're not going to fight over it, right? We talked about that on Patreon, right? If you guys don't have Patreon, maybe you should. I'm just kidding. You are under no pressure whatsoever to sign up for Patreon. Uh, so, Carnival, in a statement, spoke, uh, spokesperson said the company would be making some adjustments to the plan to balance the interests of our guests within our efforts. And that's John Heald. Uh, to balance the interests of our guests with our efforts to reduce food waste cost. The time, for the time being, there will be no charges until we finalize a plan that will be communicated to guests and travel agency partners alike. So there you go. I mean, good for Carnival, I would say. In essence, it kind of doesn't. It's not a good look. It's not a good look when you're flip flopping around. It's it's bad. But uh, good for them for actually listening to what the people are saying. And clearly, there is just you know the overwhelming, overwhelming uh, voice of the people is saying that they do not like this charge. And this is this is a thing where a lot of cruise 
uh, cruise fans, cruise fanatics are thinking that cruise lines are just slowly going in the direction of being a la carte for everything. Cruise cruising being, as we talked about last last week with Sal in that great interview. If you haven't heard last week's episode, definitely go back and re-listen. We had a really really good interview with Sal Patera. He's got a great YouTube channel, and I definitely think you should check out the interview and then check out Sal's channel as well. But he was saying back in the day, because he's been cruising for longer than me, and he was saying that, you know, cruising was just an always an experience that you knew was all-inclusive. And just little by little, it's been getting not all-inclusive and little charges here and there. It started with the little bells and whistles that you pay for, which sucks, but at the same time, you understand it because they're new. Now, the base experience, if it stays the same, no harm, no foul. But when they do things like this... Take the base experience and start adding charges to the base experience. That's when the cruise community seems to be up in arms, and that's what happening. That's what's happening right here. Currently, Holland America, Disney Cruise Lines, and Princess Cruises are the only mainstream cruise lines offering free room service. Royal Caribbean offered free room service until March of 2017, and Norwegian did so until 2015. Both cruise lines now charge $7.95 per order, with the exception of Continental Breakfasts. On December 31st, Carnival Brand Ambassador, Senior Cruise Director John Heald announced the change via Facebook, which was scheduled to go into effect mid-January. Heald said the decision would would reduce food waste and lower staffing needs. Items on the new menu were to be in the $2 to $6 range. The announcement was met with some pushback, I'd say to say the least. On uh, Cruise Critics Carnival Board, the original post about the change has thus far garnered more than 14,000 comments from people who are pro, con, or neutral on the subject. Uh, Quote, charging for everything, bring your own toilet paper, folks, poster Big Cruise wrote. Shout out to Big Cruise. Look at Big Cruise. Big Cruise getting some shine on the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast. Big Cruise, check us out. Join the Facebook uh, group, the Ultra Lounge. Um, also, not to be outdone, is uh, Two Shoes To Go, who said the change would result in less waste and trays in the hallway. We seldom use RS. That's, you know, if you're a real cruiser, you, anybody knows that's RS. You, you say RS because who can be bothered with saying the whole word room service? But uh, Happy Coffee and Danish are still available. Uh, Blurk One noted, these are great names, Carnival is simply keeping up with the competition. Well, you can make that argument. Uh, a lot of people do make that argument, but, you know, uh, is that two shoes to go or two S hoes to go? I think it's two shoes to go. Um, oh, because they like shoes. They like to, because you, you can go two S hoes to go. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, Cunard has unveiled a brand new spa in partnership with Canyon Ranch called Mareel Wellness and Beauty, which debuted on the recently refurbished Queen Elizabeth earlier this month. Have you guys sailed on Cunard? We don't cover cruise lines like that too often. Your Cunards, your Holland America, even your Princess and Celebrity is kind of limited too. Now, the Celebrity, I'm really, really interested in getting a little bit uh, more into them because of the edge. And that's just because there's just so many things on this ship that people are going to be curious about. But I would like to get a little bit more uh, expanding into things like, you know, the Mediterranean market, the Alaska market, and some of the uh, premium cruise markets, uh, not unlike Cunard. So Cunard fans, let me know. I could never go on a Cunard cruise, I don't think. I just think butlers everywhere. And I just think, uh, you know, 
Mr. Belvedere is going to be your stateroom steward. You know, I feel like uh, it's just a little too uh, hoity-toity for me. I'm not sure. The fleet's existing spas will be transformed into Mariel Wellness and Beauty rolling out on Queen Victoria later this month and on Queen Mary 2 in November 2020. Now, that may be why. I end up on a Cunard cruise. I've never been overseas. I've never been to Europe, and I don't like to fly. So if I ever was going to go see a couple of my friends in Britain, shout out to Keelan. What's up, buddy? How you doing? I would probably take a cruise there. And yeah, it is kind of on the bucket list. Not necessarily at the top, but somewhere near the bottom of the bucket list uh, to do a transcontinental, I'm sorry, transatlantic cruise or a world cruise or something like that. Is that really ever going to happen? Who knows? But I guess that would be the only reason why I ended up on a Cunard cruise ship. The word Mareel from no- Old Norse language means phosphorescence of the oceans. Oceans. Phosphorescence. Yeah, phosphorescence of the ocean. The phenomenon of glowing lights that can sometimes be seen at night. In the surface layers of the ocean. Is that like something like the uh, bio bays, the bioluminescence? Who knows? Uh, the spa was just one of several areas updated during Queen Elizabeth's recent dry dock, with uh, all grill suites and Britannia cabins getting a refresh, as well as many public areas and the Royal Court Theatre before it repositions to Australia on January 3rd, 2019. So that already happened the revamped spa on queen elizabeth's features a new couple suite for seaweed and bathing rituals uh using voya a seaweed harvested from the west coast of ireland a new meditation room with acoustic uh resonance 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 lounges a reconfigured fitness center (laughs) and studio space for classes and new sound therapy facilities in every treatment room I do apologize. These last couple of paragraphs, it's probably not necessarily too pleasing to the ear. But we're going to, uh, we're, I, th- I got a feeling we're going to turn this franchise around. We're going to bounce back with these next couple of paragraphs. Uh, Canyon Ranch has created a brand new menu of spa treatments with more focus on mineral rich seawater and marine based experiences. Beyond the spa, Mareel experiences include wellness seminars, stretch and meditation films on cabin TVs every morning and deck activities such as dance and open-air yoga. Cunard's VP of Marketing, Angus Struthers. Oh, my God, of course Cunard's VP of Marketing is going to be named Angus. Uh, He said, Well, we are all delighted to share the news of Mareel Wellness and Beauty, Cunard's first-ever own spa concept. Well-being is key to life, and feeling relaxed in mind and body is an important part of any holiday. And we are thrilled to offer such a luxurious spa at sea for our guests. So, uh, I think this is awesome because, much to the surprise of many people, I love the gym and the spa while you're, while you're at sea. Now, I used to do it more in my earlier cruise career, and I got to get back to it. I, I do, guys. I really, really do, and I'm committed to doing that this year. The problem is, is that I'm not, you know, you have people, and you would think I'd be one of them. You have people who are like, well, look at these people. I've seen people get angry, like curse people out and say derogatory names to people who, the type of people who work out while they're at sea. He's like, who the hell? What are you trying to prove? I think it's a thing where you like think that they think they're better than you. You know what I mean? Type of thing, which I could promise you in my case, it's not. But a lot of people see people working out at sea. 
They're looked at as like overachievers, goody two-shoes, and things like that. But it's not really like that. First of all, I just think it's great because you never feel better than when you are at sea. When you're on a cruise vacation and you're just looking at the ocean and you know you have that beautiful view and everything's good in the world and you get up early, even if you did drink the night before, you still get up early, you make it to the gym. It's just like this for some reason margaritas and daiquiris and pina coladas they taste so good while you're on a cruise and for some reason not the same when you're on land try it every time i come home from a cruise i try to recreate that taste and that you know just the 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 way the the way the frozen drinks feel going down your throat and the way you know just the the buzz that you get it just doesn't work same thing with like uh you know i go to san juan puerto rico order some monfango Mafango, Mafango. And uh it's delicious. It's fresh. It's like some of the best one of the best things you ever eat with a little skirt steak in there, the garlic with the plantains mashed in. It's delectable. I'm at home at Queens, order it up because it's on uh <laughs> it's on Uber Eats and uh it gets to the house. It's just not the same. What can you say? It's just not the same. And uh you know, that's the same thing being it's on land. If you go to the gym while you're on land, if you're like me, it's a little bit of a chore. It's a little bit of a pain in the ass, and you got to do it. You drag yourself to it. Plus, we got to speak about that soon. So we got a cruise coming up in about 120 days. Uh, and, you know, my usual kind of training session starts 90 days out, so we got to start thinking about that. Tried the New Year's, you know, back to the gym thing, eating right, didn't happen just because of a myriad of reasons, but they're all excuses. I'm not going to lie to you. I know they're excuses, but what I'm saying is when you're working out at sea, when you're running at sea, when you're seeing the, you know, maybe the little, the waves help you out on that treadmill a little bit. Maybe they kind of remove gravity from you a little bit when you bounce it up and down at sea, especially when you got a little, you know, a couple of feet to those waves and and then you, you finish your workout. I recommend everybody do this. You go, you get to the gym early. It doesn't have to be super early, you know. Especially if you're a late guy. If you're a late guy or a late girl, and you like to hang out late at night, you could just get up at nine thirty. So if you, so let's look at it like this. So if you get to bed by one thirty, and really, if you're doing, if you're hitting it hard on a cruise ship, there's really no reason to be up much past one thirty. Now there is one reason, and that's if you're sitting in the ding 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 room with the casino and you're playing blackjack and you go on a run. Yeah, that can end at like three, but. There's really not too much good that's going to happen after like 1.30 on a cruise ship. So you get to bed by 1.30. You wake up at 9.30. That's a good eight hours, right? Let me do math. Boom. Yeah, done. Uh, yeah, that's eight hours. So if you get eight hours of sleep, a good eight hours of sleep, you wake up. Yeah, you're hungover. You shake that off, though. You go outside. You walk the deck. You smell the salty air. And then you go to the gym. You hit the treadmill. Well, a good 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and then you go to weights. You go to the weights and you pump a little bit of iron, get the whole blood going, you start feeling good. Then if you got the thermal spa package, and big shout out to Mark. Mark is going on the Norwegian getaway soon. And uh, you want to talk about the, the spas, the getaway, uh, the, the breakaway and the Breakaway Plus classes on Norwegian have some of the nicest spas at sea. I definitely recommend getting that package because you got about five or six different thermal rooms that you can hang out in with the steam and everything else. 
you do a good workout, you have a nice chug of water, you you take a, a steam, you, you you detox all that all that alcohol comes out of you. you. You breathe in, you take deep breaths while you're in the spa and you're in the you're in the steam rooms and stuff like that. And then you come out, you get some coffee and some fruit. Woo! You are ready to take on the day. You go back to the room, you shower, you back up by noon. Now, for a lot of you, that's a little too late. But let me see. Does that those hours work out? So you're an hour in the gym and then another half hour running through the spa. So that's 8.30, 30. Yeah, so like about 11.30, you back out onto the deck. You've already had a good morning workout, so don't act like you slept in, slept in. You know, some people, you know, tell you, no, you got to be up by, you got to see the sunrise. And I respect that. But if you're a late goer, so you know, the difference is those people who were running around on the, uh, you know, the deck at five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, they're in bed by 10, 1030. You know what I mean? So they're not getting the nighttime experience like you are. So you know what? Both of you are getting equal amounts of cruise time in. It's just you happen to be a night crawler. So you're going to make sure that you're at that Spice H2O party or that deck party or hanging out in that nightclub or casino to 132 o'clock. And the other person has been asleep for three hours. You know what? So they get it on the front end, front end, you get it on the back end. That's a total matter of preference. But I still love a good spa at sea. I love a really good kind of like, you know, you detox, but then you retox. And that's something that looks like Cunard is putting a premium on and good for them. And uh, anybody who sails on Cunard and experiences that Merrill uh, spa, let me know how it goes. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Damn, will you guys start emailing me? Come on, we need an email. All right, so we'll talk a little business here. I know not necessarily everybody's really, really riveted and glued to the radio or your uh, stereo or your headphones when I do talk about this, but we'll get into it briefly, and it is a business. It's stocks, the cruise line stocks, and, you know, it was crazy because the economy has been doing so good, and overall, uh, probably over the last couple of years, you could still consider it being a boom economy and how great we're doing and this and that. Um the, the truth is there was a borderline crash at the end of the year, and uh, we actually did, the Dow Jones did end up in the red for the year uh, at the end of this year. So, you know, like I said, when, it, when you when you take the whole, I guess, six or seven year run, yeah, we're still kind of in pretty good shape per se, but we definitely did not finish strong at the end of 2018. And uh, the cruise lines were no different, but the cruise lines weren't necessarily kind of like going low because of a low tide they also had their own reasons why they weren't doing as well as they normally do so what had happened was shares of the major cruise lines and the cruise operators carnival royal caribbean and norwegian all trailed in the market last month each lost at least 13 percent while the s&p 500 also slumped nine percent according to data provided by s&p global global market intelligence so yeah, as a whole, the S&P was down 9%, but the cruise lines were down 13 Those declines put each stock at a 52-week low with 2018 losses standing at 18% for Royal Caribbean, 20% for Royal, uh, Norwegian, and 26% for the market leader, which is Carnival. That compares with a broader market that shed 6% for the year. So, None of these companies are struggling to meet sales projections these days. On the contrary, Royal Caribbean is expecting a record fiscal 2018 with net yields up about 4.5%. Similarly, Norwegian Cruise Line said in early November that strong demand during the peak summer sailings powered it to record quarterly revenues and earnings. 
Carnival also sounded upbeat as it reported that net yields surpassed management's guidance for the third straight quarter and lifted results to a record territory. Uh, we have a quote, and that is from Arnold Donald. <laughs> Not Arnold Ronald Donald, Arnold Donald. Our business model is more sound than ever, CEO Arnold Donald said in a conference call with investors, having built into the fleet even greater resilience on top of an even stronger balance sheet. Yet the stocks of the three largest cruise companies fell last month, in part because of broader economical growth concerns. The bigger driver was an updated outlook uh, from Carnival that spooked investors on December 20th. The day of Carnival's third quarter announcement, its stock fell 10% and dragged its peers lower as well. So Carnival, it sounds like they're looking at Carnival as a little bit of the driving force and almost like a composite that kind of can be used as a, a, a acid test for the rest of the market as well. If Carnival's dropping, everybody's going to drop because Carnival just symbolizes what the mar- the uh, you know the the genre of cruising is as a whole. Now what? Specifically, Carnival said in late December that vacation bookings are holding strong well into 2019 amid steady pricing and that an unusual large proportion of its capacity has already been booked. That's good news since it raises the likelihood of another record operating year. However, the pace of the revenue gains is decelerating when compared to the prior years. Revenue is on track to expand by about 1%. Executives said a market, a marked slowdown, a marked slowdown from uh, the roughly 3% annual gains made in each of the past two years. Royal Caribbean and Norwegian cruise lines should help clarify the growth picture for investors when they report their fiscal fourth quarter's results in the coming weeks. Given their stock slumps, though, Wall Street appears to be bracing for them to issue modest growth outlooks on par with Carnival's soft projections. It's important to note that there's no concern about an industry slowdown right now. The cruise giants are all about as optimistic as they could be about their opportunities. While 2018 is proving to be another record year, Richard uh, Richard Fain, who is the CEO of Royal Caribbean, said in late October, uh, 2019 is shaping up to be even better. Meanwhile, even Carnival's lackluster growth growth forecast included financial targets that investors can celebrate. The company is planning to set more profit records in 2019 with the help from the addition of several new uh, new ships to the fleet. Its peers are likely to have similarly positive comments about their earnings opportunities in the year ahead. In the meantime, cruise line stocks might continue to underperform in the wider market, at least until it becomes clear that the expected growth declaration won't worsen to an actual actual slowdown. So I think, really, they're getting spooked because I think the industry is growing so much and cruise lines are just creating so much inventory. These ships are going up like wildfire from all around. And I think while bookings are up, you know, there you don't have to pay right away for these bookings. So the bookings may be up and it may be looking like that these, you know, these these cruise lines are better than ever, but the the pace of it is slowing down, meaning that people aren't pay, paying for things, maybe not maybe putting a deposit in and not necessarily paying for the whole cruise or maybe not booking as many excursions and things like that. Maybe some of the onboard spending isn't as much, but you know, it does look good. The bookings do look good, but also what you have to consider also is the bookings have to look good. Like the bookings, how could you not, if you put, you know, let's just say you put two more cruise ships in play, that's an extra, 
you know, 3,000 people and how many cruises are you going to go on? Multiply that by 52 cruises on average, 50 cruises a year, whatever it is, 45. You know, you you would have to expect that the revenue has to go up. However, is it going up in proportion to how much inventory is out there? Because inventory means expenses. Inventory means overhead. That's the way I look at it, at least. Let me know what you think. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. All right, we have a little bit of bad news to report, uh, a little concerning news. An eight-year-old is recovering after suffering cardiac arrest on a Norwegian cruise line cruise ship near Nassau with his extended family. Noah Anderson of Cincinnati was revived and in, intubated intubated after suffering. Um, that's, that's the word, intubated. Don't judge me. After suffering the arrest on Friday, he was on holiday with his parents, two brothers, and maternal grandparents. The boy is at Nicholas Children's Hospital in Miami, Florida. Noah was running down the stairs when he went into cardiac arrest. Sarah Anderson told the Cincinnati Inquirer in a Facebook message Sunday. Uh, His father, Grant, was 15 seconds behind him and started CPR right away. Wow, that is amazing. You know... How many of you guys feel like you're prepared if something like that happens, that you could just basically, somebody's in trouble in front of you and you know how to start CPR? Makes you think, right? Because I know I am not, I did get served when I was coaching. I was certified and it was kind of like a little bit of a, you know, I was young then and I do, I did take it seriously and I did pass the test, but it's not something that it just kind of really kept with me. I know what I would try to do and I think I could kind of sort of get through it, but, you know, it sounded like his father, Grant, kudos to him. Uh, knew what to do and was all over it. He goes, uh, my father just happened to be right there soon after, and he also helped with the CPR until the ship doctors arrived, Anderson said. Noah was going to be airlifted off the ship, uh, but was not stable enough to be lifted in a basket to the helicopter. The cruise ship turned around and returned to Nassau. Anderson told the acquirer, good for the cruise ship, man, seriously. I love it. You know, it sounds like the no-brainer move to do. It sounds like you know knee-jerk reaction. Of course, we're going to turn around and try to save this kid's life. But these cruise lines, you already know, they're sometimes profit-driven. Yes, they save people when they can, and I don't want to paint a gloom and doom thing on them. But, you, you know, we all know it's about the bottom line a lot of times, and, you know, who knows. Uh, but kudos to them for, without hesitation, turning right around. I guess, you know, maybe I just kind of like, Maybe I should have given them more credit than I just did because maybe that is just clearly standard procedure. But it's just, you know, you just never know. You never know with them big corporations. And I kind of go back to when I, the only reason I say that, I guess, is because I know how they act sometimes when uh, crime happens on board or, you know, one of their crew members does something that's not right. We all know about the cover-ups that have gone on. And you know what? That's basically because they're saving the bottom line. They're trying to avoid a lawsuit. They're trying to avoid investigation, and it's under their rights to do that. So that's why I guess maybe in that regard, I kind of have a little bit of a low expectation. But I guess when it comes to somebody, you know, living and dying, they could completely automatically policy is to do the right thing and turn around and, you know, screw the freaking rest of the vacation. You know, you have an eight-year-old boy who's having a heart attack. Clearly, there's not much to think about. Um. Noah and Grant left the ship via ambulance to a hospital in Nassau. They were there for several hours while the air ambulance was arranged, and they were taken to Nicholas Children's Hospital in Miami. Anderson has been posting updates on her Facebook page and said in a Saturday post that Noah was swollen and that her first words were, It's itchy. So, sounds like uh, Noah came out of this uh, alive, 
that's not much. Tears of gratitude from my no-no. So incredibly grateful he is still himself. So no-no, I guess the nickname of Noah. Anderson also said on Facebook Saturday that I have been blown away by the love and support you all have shown. You have encouraged me minute by minute. Beautiful. That's awesome, too, that, you know, the Internet can be a dangerous place a lot of times, especially for people who are less than mentally, I guess, uh, you know, confident and people in a position where, you know, this is, I, I, I could say this. I have been guilty probably of underestimating what the Internet and Internet and cyberbullying can do. You know, my first reaction being an old, oldish guy, you know, older is like, uh, you know, toughen up, you know, but it's not that easy. I didn't grow up with that. And listen, I was bullied and then I did bullying. It was almost like I always looked at it as like a rite of passage. But then I guess that's what everybody says. You can go home to it. It's kind of you're away from it now. You don't know. You have your support. You have your friends or whatever. But, you know, the Internet's crazy. And everybody in a world where everybody's trying to profile up and show that they're cool and how cool their life is. When somebody can kind of start attacking that, it's um, it's it's so easy. Somebody can so easily just get in somebody's head with the touch of a keyboard. And uh, so often you've seen where somebody or someone in, a, in an unfortunate situation looking for some support can just, you know, these faceless and nameless people just kind of drive, they can drive you insane. And uh, it sounds like this is a win for the internet where, you know, she goes online and she's looking for some support or talking to people and people are just kind of giving her words of encouragement. I'm sure there was a few smart asses in there, but uh, in general, it's just very, very encouraging. And it's kind of like a nod to humanity and almost gives you a little bit of hope that uh, when something happens like this, this woman can be blown away by the love and support you have all shown and you have encouraged her minute by minute. So kudos to everybody who uh, gave her support and stuff like that. And more quotes from her. Our God is God of the details. He is seeing to each one of our physical, mental, and emotional needs. Please continue to pray for all of us, uh, all of for all of us for strength, stamina, and the clear-headedness as we make decisions with the care team. Anderson said he is currently unhooked from all his IVs and oxygen and has just had his heart monitor and pulse oximetry. Noah's mother, Sarah Anderson, said in a post Sunday afternoon on her Facebook page. She is the children's pastor at Vineyard Church Northwest in Coloran Township. So that's a great story, and uh, hopefully Noah continues to recover. All right, so a couple of stories ago, we talked about, you know, the stocks and how the cruise line stocks are going down, but that's not necessarily doom and gloom. Sales is up. Revenue is up. Inventory is also up. But, you know, so... Uh, a lot of people are still bullish, and we see, think that it remains to be seen whether or not the cruise lines, you know, they definitely could have a rally. They think they might continue to slow, that, slow be slow for a while, but they think they'll probably have a rally when all the cruise lines have to do is prove that this inventory is going to go on schedule with what they think it is going to go, and then it'll be back up and there'll be no problems. But to further give evidence to the fact that cruising is i mean at the top of its game and is a business and an an industry that is completely on the rise there was a record a number or i'm sorry there will be a record number 24 brand new cruise ships to hit the seas and uh there's some you've heard of there's some you you know heard of but you're not that familiar with and there's some that you have never heard of and i will say this 
while there is a, a good amount of new cruise ships coming coming into the uh, coming into the into the works this year, there are a ton not a ton a good portion of those ships are because of the new boom that is expedition cruising. I did a show on expedition cruising way back a while ago, and I'll tell you this: I don't hear much about expedition cruising. I don't hear people talking about it and like saying like it's a, but they're saying that the, the millennials love it and uh, younger people love it. And, you know, I, I kind of want to try it to be honest with you. I don't like the fact that the ships are so small. I don't like the fact that, you know, there's not as much, uh, I guess, what would you say? Nightclub or night nightlife activities on these things. But I would love to try an expedition cruise just because for no other reason, the fact that you can kind of really be active, really get into some countries and really kind of immerse yourself and be active on the on these cruises. And I definitely would like to try them. So what I'm going to do is read off every single new cruise ship that's coming out this year. I'll try to do it quickly and in their, uh, their gross tonnage and their capacity. So you get the main shift. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that with those cruises. They're overseas and they have the pretty blue hull, the very, very nice looking cruise ships. The main shift two is coming out. Uh, it's got 110,000 gross tons, and it can hold 20, 2,900 guests. You have Viking Jupiter, you know, Viking known for river cruising, but this is an ocean cruise ship. has 47,000 gross tons and can hold 930 guests. The MSC Bellissima, sister to the Meraviglia, it's uh, 167,000 gross tons and can hold 4,500 guests. And that's got to be one of the larger ones out of all of them. Uh the Costa Venezia, which is uh, 135,000 gross tons, can hold 4232. Well, that's you know that's under Carnival Corporation, so I would be interested to find out the Costa Venezia. I wonder if that's kind of like the answer to Carnival and Costa. We know they're owned by the same company. It seems like they mirror each other a lot in what they do, and uh, it's very very interesting. Let me take this call. Hey, John, how you doing? Hello? What's up, buddy? How you doing? You're on the air. Oh, nice. I wanted to tell you, I listened to my first full episode of Always Be Booked last night about 2018's Greatest Hits. Wait, that's the first episode you ever listened to, bro? No, but it's the first full episode. Okay. In one shot. All right. Well, can you tell the guest? Go ahead. What do you got? I mean, I was really excited. I mean, like, literally... I always talk about like how it's stirring, how it keeps you listening. I mean, you, I kept on trying to sign off, but I couldn't stop. You were making me laugh. You were giving a lot of information. I was pretty excited. Well, that's really nice of you to say. I wasn't expecting this call right now. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a good friend of mine named John, and he is a uh, regular cruiser. We uh, we go back a ways, and we haven't been on a cruise together. Are we ever going to go on a cruise together, buddy? We're going to talk to the wife, and hopefully I get the wife and kids to come, and it'll be a good time, you know? We talked about that one for next year. Uh, they always be booked for us the fiscal cruise in January. Yes, the uh, group cruise, poet, uh, pirates, and pier runners. I heard we hit St. Martin and uh, in Puerto Rico. We got them all in there. Yes, absolutely. Now, what um, what was I going to ask you? Do you uh, any chance we got another one in May, May sixth, and it's only a four day one? Any chance on that one? I'm going to go for the big one and bring the whole family along. I think that would be great. We still got a bunch of rooms left. It's going to be a good time. What is your? Uh, what do you like? You remember, you remember last time we? You remember last time we booked ten rooms with my family? Yes, I do remember that. That was a summer cruise, right? You did. Yeah, maybe we can get them to do that cruise because it'll be good with you leading the way. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. That would be that would be uh, historic. 
you have anything good planned for it? Like any little extra surprises that are going to come out of like the woodwork? A hundred percent. We'll definitely do a live episode from there. We'll definitely have a good time doing that. And uh, we'll probably maybe do a couple of uh, functions and gatherings. I might try to uh, maybe see if I can get clearance to bring the DJ equipment on and maybe do a party. Well, I had a lot of people asking me once they found out uh, your company was doing a cruise. Like if you'd be doing like, you know, when you do excursions, if there could be certain excursions that you were like holding spots for. So it kind of be like everyone together and that type of thing, you know? Yes, I think we should do that. We have Labadee, Haiti, which is Royal Caribbean's private island. So I definitely think we should do like maybe something like a beach party there. Um, you know, I also want, I also know it's an eight day cruise and I don't expect, you know, you know how we do it too. We get after it a little bit. So I don't expect everybody that's going to be part of the always be both family to be taking part in all the um, nonsense stuff we do. So I want to give people the time to do the stuff on their own as well with their families and with their friends and dinner here and dinner there. But I think a good, you know, six or seven good, you know, of course, they're optional things that we could do as a group as well. Yeah, me and my family went to one of the rooms and we had a cocktail party. We should at least do that like in the beginning or the end. Like that'll be cool, you know. Oh, you guys did do that? Yes, we rent. They rented it. It was like literally. I got to ask the wife, but I think it was like one fifty, two hundred bucks. And then it was like a cocktail party. You had like one of the rooms. It was like an hour, hour and a half, and it was really cool. What you know? What room it was? Or what like kind of common room was like a card room or like a library or something like? It was like one of the no. It was one of the one of their bars. I mean, I forget the name. If you said it, I'd probably remember it. But it was like one of the main bars that usually aren't. You know, I think it might have even been the club, like because they don't use the club during like. Until later at night, you know? Oh, on the this was the gym, right? Yes. Keeping it real on the gym. Yeah, the gym was good. I mean, you know, I mean, my family liked it. What more do you want in a cruise ship than the gym? These people pay hate on the older ships a lot of times, and the reality is, is man, the freaking old ships, you know where you're going, you know what you're going to get, you know where everybody's going to be. On the newer ships, it's just so many times, there's so much to do. There's like 20 people in each thing, and there's no energy in any of it. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Sometimes that's the case. I heard it's also like, you know, you never see who you're with, and everyone's kind of like in different areas, and you kind of go with a big group, and you kind of hang out by yourself all day with like one or two because you can't find everybody else. You spend most of the day looking to see who saw who where, you know? Yeah, doesn't that seem like how it breaks down a lot of times when you go to like a theme park or something like that? That's a lot of times you have to. What do you like most about cruising, John? Cruising, um, a lot of people, I ask a lot of my friends, like Teddy and all them, who you know, Tom, yeah. I say, hey, you like cruising? And they're like, eh, I really don't like it, did it once when I was younger. I'm like, I just think they weren't on the right cruise, or more importantly, with the right people. I mean, a guy like Teddy, for instance, not to talk about him, but like, he should love a cruise with his flip-flops and just hanging out, drinking all day, relaxing, eating, you know? I mean, I just don't think people understand you kind of let yourself go you kind of the best thing i like about a cruise is on the last cruise i went on with my family i promised my family i was turning off my phone i turned it off and i like really escaped for the seven days you know i was literally off the radar for seven days and to me that was awesome i totally get that and i i will say one thing listen and i'm the first to say cruising isn't isn't for everybody i get that it's it's for you maybe it's not for you but I think one thing that does determine the cruise, I mean, you can get, you could, it's hit or miss sometimes with the crowd. You can get a rough crowd sometimes, and uh, that could make or break a cruise a little bit sometimes as well, right? Well, what do you mean by a rough crowd? Like, you know, if you're looking to, you know, if you're with your family, I guess it doesn't matter. If you, But if you're going with a couple of guys, or you're going with your guy and your girlfriend, a, a, a girlfriend, if you're a guy and you're going with your girlfriend, 
you know, a lot of times you're going to, if it's a, you know, if it's not the right age demographic or if it's, um, or sometimes if it's too crazy or like, you know what I mean? I was at a cruise once when it was a nightclub and it literally was like, uh, there was a fight. The fight broke out. The security didn't know what to do and bottles are flying past your head. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, I, I don't want to paint a bad picture for someone who hasn't been on a cruise thinking that's a norm. But, yeah, I, I agree. I've seen that before. But I will tell you a funny story that me and my wife, we met a, a couple of couples on the gym years and years ago. And now they're still our best friends, Carolyn and Vinny, that we were bowling. And, you know, like you have nowhere else to go, nowhere else to turn to. And you kind of easily make friends and hopefully friends that will last a lifetime, which these are, you know? Oh, yeah. Like I just said, that's a microcosm. When you talk about that, you also talk about dinner. Because one of the people things people love about cruising a lot of times is like rolling the dice and see who you get for dinner. You know what I mean? But you can, yeah, you can, you can get screwed on that sometimes too but what you just said is 100% right and a lot of the listeners that I've spoken to they have that story they say we went on the cruise with this person and we still stay in touch with them we have a group with Stu and the whole cruise community that we go we still stay in touch talk to each other at least once a quarter and some cases even more than that but yeah it's great what do you uh it's like it's like everyone becomes you know it's it's just an amazing time but uh you know, like everyone becomes a food critic when they get on the cruise. All of a sudden, they're Gordon Ramsay. Oh, the food on this one's not that good. The food on that one's not that good. But meanwhile, they're like nonstop eating from the second they get up till the, till the second they go to sleep, you know? Yeah, but you know those type of people. What they're going to do is just complain the whole time. Now, I'm not going to say I'm not ever guilty of that because, you know, what's what I have a show for. It's if I was just going to be – I'm not here to just paint the rosy picture about cruising 24-7. But what you say is right. A lot of times, if you, especially if you look at those uh, message boards and those – you know, those review sites and things like that, you'll have people that you just you just can't please. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Tom, when I was young, I used to go on a cruise, and the best part about going on a cruise, and we didn't even know it, was who were they going to sit you with for dinner? Yeah. I kind of think, like, the freestyle cruise kind of, even though a lot of people, like, I like it now because I'm with my family and we go whenever, but if I was younger and just looking to meet people, I'm not necessarily saying whether it's girls or guys, I think that, you know, where you were sitting at your table, that's how you made friends, you know, and that's how you made funny times. Now it's like everyone's kind of like to themselves a little bit. I, I see a little bit of that going on, you know? 100%. When I went on the last cruise with Kay on the Oasis of the Seas, we got sat for dinner, and we we went to dinner every, like every other night, and we had this one couple, and they were a little, I'm not gonna, I don't want to say nerds, but they were like cool. They were really cool, but you could tell they just weren't like on the level we were, and we would always come to dinner, and you never know what it was going to be. I'd be in sandals. I'd be half smashed. I'd have sunglasses on. But they were really, really cool about it. We, we're like fun drunks. We don't get like annoying. Or we don't like, you know, to the point where we're like, uh, you can't hang out with us. They got a kick out of us. But the other thing was is that every night that we didn't come, it was a six-person table. Every night that we didn't go on the would go to dinner, the other couple did. And we missed them. And I heard they were just like us, except really? they were a young, a young black couple. And from what I heard... They would just bang all over the cruise ship. Like they would just have sex all the time and they would like try to leave the door open. And it was, uh, listen, we're all adults here. Are you sure that wasn't like uh, Mr. Orlando's cruise ship? (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a huge difference when you're talking about like fun cruises or whatever. It's like when me and my family go to Bermuda, it's like when you get off that port, I mean, I love Bermuda, but it's kind of boring on that port. And it's really the the boat stays there for a couple of days and it's kind of weird. My family loves that though because it goes from New York. But when me and my wife went on the, we got engaged on the on the, the one that goes to Puerto Rico, and then you know St. Thomas, and we had a freaking blast. I mean, I was on the microphone at Senior Frogs, and 
you know, well, they, they know how to do it, as you know. And we had all the couples going crazy. And uh, then we got engaged at St. Thomas the next day. I mean, it was just a lot of fun uh, going to those islands. I think, you know, like I said, my parents love, like, Bermuda. But you get there, there's really nothing going on. Now, you can do cool excursions, but if you're looking for nighttime, you're really not getting it on that. Unless you know something I don't, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. You know, I forgot to talk about you. Like, well, you on the phone. I should introduce you properly. You were, you were the guy when on my very first cruise I ever went on. You, because John is uh, heavy in the nightclub business and he's got a, a lot of properties around the country. And uh, you, you have an affiliation with Senior Frogs, and you actually put me in touch with both Senior Frogs, and you were pretty much responsible for me almost missing the ship on my first cruise because John makes one phone call. And boom, Puerto Rico, bottle of tequila at the table. Another yeah. phone call, boom, St. Thomas, all day free nachos, a bunch of servers waiting on us hand foot, and another bottle and shots on top of the bottle as well. And so, what do you call that, Tom, from the other night, the pier run? You yeah, call it? yeah, the pier runner. Everybody knows about the pier runners. It's, it's the name of the next. It's the name of the uh, cruise. We're gonna run. We're gonna run the pier in St. Thomas. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I can tell you, in St. Thomas, they still talk about you, Tommy. And I'm not even just saying that. You and your crew killed it over there. And it was just like you guys almost moved to St. Thomas. Remember, like a week later, you were considering moving there. Yeah, no, and uh, it, it, I sometimes wonder if that's like a joke or not. But then when I do go back, yes, they are they are always ready. It's almost like when they know we're coming because it's like I I notice them they're there, and it's ten in the morning. The place opens at ten. And there's no chance these people want to be there ready to go and start banging down shots of tequila. But we show up there, and it's like, okay, Tommy's coming with the crew. We got to freaking get going. And then they start doing shots. And then, yeah, after that third shot, they they know they're ready to go. Those John, they're professionals over there. They know. Maybe what we do is we have we set up like a pool party at Senior Frogs for the crews uh, that we're going to do, you know? I think that's a great idea. Well, the the the, the St. Thomas run you got to do. I just explained it at the top of this podcast. It's a freaking my whole plan in St. Thomas. But yeah, when we get back down, we'll set aside a, a, two more hours at the end. We'll instead, we'll maybe we won't go to the beach. We'll do the beach because we got plenty of beaches at the other ports. We won't do the beach in St. Thomas. We'll set up a pool party at Senior Frogs. And yeah, that'll be a freaking disaster. But in that, such a that, good. That's the only thing I, I I guess I don't like, but I guess it's safer. Like. And when you go to Puerto Rico, you have such a good time, and then you got to get out of there. The boat leaves like at a weird time. I remember. I don't know if it's still like that, Tommy, but I oh, feel yeah. like you'd almost want it to stay there later. But I guess it's better for your liver that you're not. You know. The problem is that San Juan always seems to be right before St. Thomas, and as you know, San Juan is always the late port, the ten, twelve. Yeah. So that's the problem. You're going back to back. You got to really save up for those two days back to back because it's almost like you're just not stopping. Yeah, and then you get back on the ship after doing a senior frog Puerto Rico or something like that, and they're having like, everyone else is just like looking at you like you're nuts. Whoever didn't get off the boat, you know? Oh yeah, you can't even see. You can't even see, and literally you're sitting there. I swear, me and Sony went on, and we barely made it. They carried us back to the ship, and we're at the bar ordering our first drink, and they're announcing our names on the loudspeaker. They stop the music, and we hear our names as was. <laughs> Yeah, but the best part is the pier run because you get that adrenaline when you don't think you're gonna make it and you think you're gonna pass out. You get the all the balcony, the people's on the the people that are on the balconies cheering and yeah. basically doing the wave for you to kind of make the ship and you, you end up making it. The last time I, we did that, I dove onto the ship because we barely made it. I dove in. I probably didn't have to dive, but I did. But it was good for the good theatrics of the whole. It was good theatrics of the whole thing, and then I found my way into you know deck two or three, went into the room and started vacuuming people's rooms. Oh, 
God. Yeah. I mean, you, you should actually trademark the PR run. You know, always be brought home. Nah, the PR run's you know? been around for a while, but yeah, we. Yeah, of course. We definitely, if you go on, go on YouTube and check out Peer Runners. It's freaking endless videos. But, you know, yeah, we did bring it to another level, that's for sure. There's no doubt about that at St. Thomas. I still hear stories from my guy Marciano and the girls over there that worked there. They're like, your friend Tommy had us on. We had him on our shoulders. We were bringing him back. Yeah. No, they got the whistles out. They blow the whistles. They have whistles set aside for people who are going to almost miss the ship. Now, that, to me, is legendary. And those girls, you know, like I say on this part, we, we booze, we go at it. But then I think, John, you know, there's people that are a level above us. You know what I mean? And some people just kind of just, this is, especially in St. Thomas. And when I did my research about maybe moving there, I looked into it a lot. And one of the biggest things people say when you're asking people natives, like, should it, if I moved there, would I, listen, if you're going to move here, really just don't be an alcoholic. It's so easy to become an alcoholic. Everybody becomes an alcoholic for, for like for real. Like for like we're fake alcoholics. Like they're for real alcoholics to where they don't, you know, that's it's just what you do. You're on an island and it's beautiful all the time and there's boats and there's fun and there's parties and there's reggae and you just drink. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Yeah. Climb up the corporate ladder and work for IBM in St. Thomas? No, you yeah, make man. the more you're making, you're making. Like you got a job. And it's it. You're right. I got to tell you, Tom, when we went on our last cruise, they brought us to that island in the Bahamas or whatever. I was with my kids, which is great, but the walking that they make you do, they don't set it up to make make it comfortable. Like, you know, I mean, we got a cabana. I mean, the walk to the cabana was absolutely ridiculous. It was like... Oh, it, okay. It, you got a cabana. What is that? Which one was that? Was that the Norwe Norwegian island? Great, yeah. great stirrup K? Yep. Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too. And I'll tell you what, man. I am not a fan. I, I don't know if I don't know, man. I'm not doing too much more. And then I'll tell you what. Getting out of there. Yep. Yep. It was like a shit show. It was That's like what I was just gonna say. Like riots, fights, arguments. I mean, like it was the rain was coming in. It was lightning. Everyone. It was, there was no order over there at all. I am not. I don't know, man. I am not too keen on tendering anymore. I'm really not. Screw that. What's tendering me. I'm sorry. I'm not that. You mean like oh, tendering? You said yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, it's, it's kind of weird. It, these people like are very rude, and especially if you have kids, Tommy. I know you don't, or you don't know of any. But I mean, if you don't wow. have the tendering, wow. is definitely a shit show. Yeah. And so, people are very, very rude. Honestly, I mean, at least our experience, it was like, you know. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, you get best. some, you get some miserable people. You know what I heard for some reason? It's so weird. Royal Caribbean. Quantum class and you, John, you're not that deep into it like a lot of us are. But uh, Royal Caribbean quantum class cruisers, I hear, are the rudest cruisers, and I have no idea why that would be. Why that class of ship just generates rude people? But I've just seen it. The people, even in St. Thomas, when I talk to the girls, they say, "Oh, the people on that ship, they're just rude. They're cocky. They're arrogant. They want everything." It's kind of crazy how just a certain cruise ship can have a certain demographic. It's weird. Um, I don't want to keep you, John. Are you going to be? Uh, I'm gonna let you go. Are you going to be around in a in a half hour? I'm wrapping up. Yeah, and then definitely talk about the pools eventually, Tom. And the pool situation on the boats are a little. Oh no, go ahead. You, you want know? to keep? You want to talk? What do you, what do you have to say about the pools? No, the pool the pool situation. Like we talked about, it. it's like you you know you you figure you'd have a beautiful pool in these things, and they're like back and forth. They never look clean. They're like you know, it's just a weird vibe with the pool set setting on the cruise on the cruise. Yeah. 
There's no question about it. I know some avid cruisers who just don't even go in the pools. And if you're a pool guy, if you really, really like a pool, and I'll say like a shirt on in the pool, Tommy, you know that. Oh, shirt on in the pool. We're going to market those. Those are the next T-shirts that are coming out. The shirt, the shirt on in the pool team. But uh, <laughs> me and you are the captains. But what I, what I will say is um, they, they, they don't, they don't, they're not great for swimming. Like even Stu. Stu loves a good pool. You know, but you what you do is you get that on a lot of the private a lot of the islands you can find nice pools. If you're a real pool guy, yes, cruising is not the best for you. But what are you really gonna do? How do you see them really fixing that? Space is a very very is, a, is like a premium on a cruise ship. Can't really make them too big, right? I hear, but they spend a, God knows how much money on these cruise ships. These pools should be a nice centerpiece. Keep more people on the pool, you know, on the boat and spending money for them. I'm thinking from their side instead of going out and trying to go to some other pool or business, or, you know, or, or beach, you know. You know, you're probably right in that. What if what you just said? It seems to be like a, a sort of like a you know an obvious thing, you know. But you also say like you can't do it. But actually, take a step and think about that. If there's a cruise line that actually commits to having a legendary pool like some of the like if you look at the carnival vista class of ships that lido deck seems like a football field there's plenty of room on that lido deck if they just doubled the size of that pool and just say you know what we got the biggest pool in cruising that probably in itself would be a huge draw yeah they have these slides that are insane roller coasters but the pool suck, you know. It's like you know, it's like the slide will go outside, like over the ocean, but come back into like a baby pool, you know. Yeah, build a pool off the side. Of, they have hot tubs off the side of the ship. Build a pool that kind of comes off off the side of the ship a little bit. Whatever you got to do. How about a pool? It's always been like an afterthought, you know. How about that? A pool that goes over. A pool that goes over the length. The, the, a pool that's the width of the cruise ship that hangs over the side of the cruise ship on either side, just a little bit. And then have like a little kind of footbridge over it, so you can kind of walk back and forth. And there's nothing but sun sun tanning on either side of the of that pool. You might you might be onto something, Tommy. I think the first cruise I was ever on, Tommy, was the Canard Princess. I don't even know if that's still in business anymore. I think he I think he just named something that doesn't even exist. But it used to Canard Princess. The Canard Princess. I swear I don't know. You just named. You might be right. Uh, Maybe somebody out there knows Tommy at alwaysbebook.com. But that's there's two. It was always right. It was right after the Titanic that it was the Canard Princess. (laughs) What? (laughs) Canard is one cruise line, and Princess is another. It was the Canard Princess. That was the first ship I was on. I'm telling you. Right after the Titanic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you weren't on the Titanic. Well, definitely, man. Yeah. Definitely, I appreciate that. Yeah. If you if you were a man, if you were a man on the Titanic and you survived, you had some explaining to do. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of good things Tom, about the Groove Cruise. I don't know if that's up your alley, but oh I'm hearing a lot, of people, a lot of chatter about that lately. Let me tell you something: the Groove Cruise. Yeah, uh, you know I can't. That's why I didn't go on this last country cruise. I went on the first one with Florida Georgia Line, and it what it is is basically twenty-one to thirty-two year olds just going nuts country girls daisy dukes guys everything everywhere a blast same thing different genre of music but the groove cruise is just djs edm dance parties all freaking night out of control uh you know of course i would love to but what i would do john if i went on that thing i wouldn't even try to free i would just basically in my mind 
relive the past. I'd get a pair of sunglasses. I'd get a T-shirt. I'd grab a a, a bag of popcorn, and I would just watch the action and, and remember and just remember the old days. I know you would. You're you're, you're a little older than me, but you're you know you 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 still would get in the mix. You still be with the glow sticks, jump up and up, jumping up and down. I'm not that much older than you. I think like by a year. But I will say, and I'll leave you with this, Tommy. One other thought that me and you talked about is, I, and you might think I'm wrong about this. The cruise director used to be like the man. I don't, the cruise directors, they don't make them the way they used to. As a matter of fact, Senior Frogs was actually doing a big deal with one of the boats to take over their party patrol, like cruise directing, because they know how to throw a party. And then I think it fell off for some reason. But uh, I don't think the cruise directors are what they used to be. You know, that's just my opinion. You might have different, like, but that's. You know, they used to be the bomb. You know, I mean, I don't see that personality anymore. You know, I, you, you know, in a lot of in a lot of ways, you're right. I definitely see. I don't know. I think you go back a little bit further than me with cruising. I go back to like where the midnight buffet. I mean, honestly, yeah. My see, I don't go still, back that far. I'm 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 a newer cruiser compared to you. I only started my first one in 2011, and by then the midnight buffets were gone as a practice. But but you know what? Some boats should bring back the home at a midnight buffet. They do. They do sometimes. They do. Carnival does it intermittently, and some of them do it. And there is a buffet on most ships late night. The Norwegian yeah, does. Yeah, but dude, this thing was like a freaking. It like, was a real deal scene, thing. Yeah. You know? It was an ice sculpture. There was this. I mean, it was just insane. Not like you didn't get fed, but it was just something that everyone like looked forward to. It was like a real part of the cruise. Not like the everyday pizza and all that's not good, but it was just something special that everyone stayed up for, and it was a, it was a cool thing, you know? No, and you know what it is, too, about it is like that's the advantage, and a lot of people don't care about this, but the advantage of the old-school cruise ships and even the ones that are now, the less things there are to do, the more you're going to see, the more those things are going to be a thing and they're going to be celebrated and there's going to be an electrical charge and an energy throughout them. Like as bad as this cruise ship I went on, this one-nighter with the Bahama Paradise, the one-nighters to the Bahamas that's, you know, sometimes they even give them away for free. As bad as that was as far as, you know, it wasn't even that bad. It was just an old ship. My expectations were lowered and the Norwegian Sky too. These are ships that are built in the freaking 90s and they're older ships. But if there's karaoke on the Lido deck... You're, you're you're seeing who you want to see at karaoke on the Lido deck. You know what I mean? If 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 there's going to be main dining room, everybody's going to be in the main dining room. And some people are like, well, I don't care about that. I'm here to cruise with the people I cruise with. But for me, if you like cruising, typically the person who likes cruising is that person who likes to interact with other people and meet new people. And that's what I like to do. And that's the advantage of the smaller ships that kind of falls by the wayside when you have 22 bars, 13 lounges, and all that other crap. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, everyone knows that on most uh, on most of the places, the piano bar is where to go and just get along and all that at the end of the night. It's not the nightclub usually because you can't even talk to someone in there. It was always a piano bar growing up where, you know, you definitely got to talk to people, etc., you know? thousand percent. On a, night, on a cruise ship, the nightclub is for when, you know what, you're not done yet. Everybody else is done and you're just not done. You know what I mean? It's piano bar, nightclub, casino. That's always the routine for us. Or on a Norwegian ship, Spice H2O. You got to get on one of those ships. You got to get on um, whatever's going to go out of New York that's Norwegian. You would really enjoy the Spice H2O late night dance party out back because they bring they do it like we do it, like at our at our places. They they bring a level of energy 
that is there. And a lot of times you're right. It's not the cruise director. It's like his assistant or something who's, who's better at that. But you're right about the cruise director. Yeah. A lot of times they haven't been, they're not, there's some rock stars left, but it, for the most part, it's not, it's not a lot of rock stars. And you know why too? Because you don't have to. And I interviewed a cruise director, Dan Dan on Norwegian breakaway. And he said it, he said, it's 10 times easier to be a cruise director on these newer, bigger ships because you don't got to do anything. You don't do shit. Everything's done for you. There's entertainment around right. everything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to work. You don't have to work. You don't have to hustle. Uh, and it's just kind of like it's on autopilot. And that's why You're I guess. Right. I just uh, I just texted my wife and said, hey, I'm on Tommy's podcast just by accident. I said real quick before I leave, I said anything you throw in about what you didn't like about the last cruise. And she said, you know, nothing for little kids to do, which I know, Tommy, you really don't care about that. But there's a lot of. People that grew up cruising. Is that true, though? I thought, I, thought, I thought that's the best thing they do. I thought if you go to those camps and I think maybe maybe no, on the, the camps, the camps you got to be four. What? She's talking under four. And then she said. Oh, small, small kids. Okay. Yeah. She said everyone complained about staterooms not being that clean, like customer service was poor. And then she said that people weren't walking around with drinks like they used to in a lot of the cruise ships. They used to have like 10 hurricanes or 10 feet of drink in a day or whatever. And really get out there and hustle the drinks. They don't seem to be hustling to get those sales. I guess that has a lot to yes. do with the open bar packages right now. You are you know? just going to say that? Yep. If, if why, why are they going to run around and, and they already got your money, right? Yep, you're right. They, they yeah. want to make it hard. It's kind of like if we do an open bar in our place, we're going to throw three bartenders back there rather than five during the open bar period. I got you. All right. Why, and let's give a shout out to Tony Ann, the, the lovely talented tony ann and while we got you texting her let's let's text her again and let's live for the people on air get confirmation that we have permission to go on the uh january 18th cruise let's do it come on text her oh, hold on tommy <laughs> wants permission live on air she oh, could I'm tell us she could be she could be the hero of 11 people right oh. now <laughs> can we go on his cruise what's the date it's January 18th, eight night Eastern Caribbean on the newly refurbished Adventure of the Seas. You can't write all that, but just, you know, the details. Of Seas, I got that. You will be the hero of 12 people. <laughs> it's actually up a little bit more than 12 now. It's like 18. Um, she said, and I quote, you are out of your mind. I get that a lot. I get that but, a lot. But now I, no, she was talking about me. Oh, okay. Now, now I, but I wrote us. She thought it was me going, and now it's us. Let's see if the oh. us is. Now she's thinking about it. Okay. She's typing? I, I need answer now. You see typing? Does, does typing? I see, I see bubbles. <laughs> okay, we got bubbles. So, anyway, Tommy, I, I, it was a pleasure being on the show. I didn't even realize, you know, that this was going to happen. I want to tell you. Last night, I mean, I listen to it all the time, but, you know, I, I'll listen to it, and then I'll listen to the rest later, like, you know, when I drive, etc., etc. That's what most you know, people do. Probably. That's what most people do. Last night, I couldn't, I, I literally, before I went to sleep, I, like, couldn't go to sleep until I finished all day. I mean, I was laughing, crying. I had a lot of emotions going on, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, you laugh, you cry, there's action. There's, it's like watching, my podcast is like watching Armageddon over and over again. Uh, exactly. It was really good, and I really appreciate it, and, uh, it's a good thing you have here, and I'm looking forward to this cruise, and I'm going to talk my wife into it. You know, I, I don't know what I'm going to have to do, but I mean, listen, if we're going to bring the little kids and, 
everything else will be all right. It'll be a good time. Well, the cones out there will be happy to hear that. And John is a is not is a is an old old friend of mine, but he'll be a new member of the cruise crew. And uh, you know, it's it's I, all I have to say is it's about time we've been talking about doing this for a while. Hey, listen, if you can make it, make it. I understand. Well, listen, but, I'm going. I'm going to talk. Listen, she's coming, so she'll be excited. We'll just bring the the little ones with us, and uh, everyone will have a great time. So you don't know the cones, though. You don't. You're talking to a cruise community that just heard you say you're going. So I'm just saying, you I'm know, in. there's going to be a lot of flack if you know, and I'm going to get grief. Where else could you get a deal for 500 and change? To go on that beautiful cruise, honestly. You, you, you're not. You, you. I'm already sold. I'm. A, I'm, I'm not sold. being an asshole. I probably spent five hundred dollars tonight doing nothing, yeah. and I'm not even trying to be big, big shot or anything. You know what I'm saying? I mean, to go on a cruise. Well, yeah, I know it's not the money. Days. I know it's not the money, but you, it's the getting the time off and no, getting the clearance. No, I'm, but I'm, no, I'm just saying it's a really good deal, so I can sell my wife on it. It's a very economical decision for the family. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. You know, yes. I mean, to go to Disney is going to cost us ten thousand. To go on the cruise is not going to cost us anywhere near that. Yes, absolutely. And if uh, you guys will meet John on the cruise, and uh, you know, John's a one of a kind personality, as you kind of got a little taste of it. And uh, all I will say is that yes, um, he he will he does have the ability to sell a bridge to someone who lives in Kansas, and uh, you know. Good for the him. Go-ca- don't forget the go-karts, Tommy. The go-karts. What go-karts? Don't you remember when they told us we definitely aren't getting all the go-karts? I looked the lady dead yeah, in the soul yeah, and told no, her, yeah. I'm sorry, we're going on the go-karts. I'm going to hang up on you right now. I'm going to, uh, and, you, and, and you're going to, I'm going to talk about you for a little while. And on the next podcast, you're going to listen to what I say. You'll hear what I say about you. But John's the man. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. This was a nice, nice surprise. And I'm literally in the middle of talking about the new cruise ships for 2019, which I'm going to end the show now because we know about that. And, you know, you just gave me an extra half hour here of time to fill. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk I'm gonna continue that next podcast, but for right now I'm gonna sign off. But I am gonna say some uh, say some words about uh, about John and who he is and what he does. Uh, just just be nice and uh, don't say too much, and I'll talk to you later on. All right? Absolutely, buddy. And Tommy, I think a lot of people out there are very proud of you, and uh, this is a real good thing you got going, and uh, I'm excited for you. I appreciate that very very much, John. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for your support. Thanks. All right. You all right. So that was John. Star, he goes by by the last name. He's one of the uh, big shots in the nightclub business in our, uh, in, you know, in the New York area and all over the country and some other things. He's got some very, very big projects. I don't know if he wants me to say them or not. He's definitely involved in that uh, project I was telling you about with uh, Mr. Bull Pit, Mr. Pitbull down in uh, Miami. And yeah, man, he was uh, he's actually one of the guys who came down this past weekend, and he was one of the reasons for my hangover on Sunday. But yeah, he's a you know he's really good at what he does. He's a good guy, and um, you know he's very he's he's a talented restaurant nightclub guy. He's you know borderline you might call him a genius in the way he kind of attacks uh, certain issues and certain problems and uh, certain challenges and obstacles that happen within our line of work. And you know he's a creator of concepts and things like that, so he does a great job. And uh, if he comes on this cruise, that'll be uh, that'll be one hell of a thing because he he will bring the energy to another level. I, we don't get to hang out as much as we'd like to, clearly, because we're in different markets. But uh, you know, he will come fly down and hang out for a little while here and there. And when we do, uh, fun and funny things happen, and it's always a story, and it's always something. Uh, he's that guy. He's one of those guys who's a good time, good time Charlie, and uh, sounds like he's coming on board and. Uh, the what I what he was alluding to was just he 
He, you know, those certain people that could just talk their way into anything. And uh, that's what it is. We went on these go-karts in Orlando, and uh, we showed up late. There's Mario Andretti Speedway. It's like these nice, beautiful new go-karts right near a Top Golf. I can't imagine how much they spent to build this thing. It's indoors. It's got an arcade. It's got a party room. It's got, like, nightclub lounge, a bar, and go-karts. So they have no rules either. <laughs> there's no there's no rules. My friend is the bartender. <laughs> this is what this guy says to me. This is real. And he goes... We're drinking, we're having three, four drinks, and you know we're gonna plan on going on the go karts. So the guy's like, I'm trying to tell them, you know, we gotta stop, we gotta slow down. And the bartender, who's my friend Frankie, another New Yorker but lives in Orlando, he's like, What are you talking about? What do you gotta slow down drinking for? I'm like, We're riding the go karts, Frankie. What are you talking about? I was like, He's like, Don't worry about it. I'm like, Stop. Of course, there's some sort of rule. There's got to be a rule about how much you can consume before you try the go karts. He looks me dead in the eye and he goes. The only thing we're missing is a cup holder in the car. I'm like, holy crap. So we have a couple more drinks, and then we go over to the woman. And uh, we're a little intoxicated, and uh, it's a little bit late. So the go-kart shut down at like midnight. Last call is like a quarter two. It's about 11.57, and we're trying to get on the go-karts. And the woman's like, no, I can't do it. Sorry, uh, you're late. And I'm pissed because that's the whole reason we were here. We just got caught up drinking and hanging out with Frankie at the bar a little bit. So we're, uh, you know, we're, we're all disappointed. John walks over and he's like, oh, we're going on the go-karts. I'm like, we can't go. And then I start talking to the woman. I'm like, ma'am, we came from New York just to come on these go-karts. And she goes, listen to me. Look at me. You're not able to go. 11.45, I can get the manager and I can have him come over here, but he's going to tell you the same exact thing I am. He's never lifted that rule for anyone. John's standing there listening to it. She goes to get the manager, and I'm pissed. I'm, like, disappointed. He looks at me and goes, Tommy, I want you to look at me. Listen to me. Understand me. There is zero chance that we're not riding those go-karts. There's, there's, the chances of us not riding those go-karts are zero. We're getting on them. You don't have to worry. And I'm like, I want to see this. And I didn't even listen. I didn't even look. I, did, I just turned around and kind of walked away. Next thing you know, they're giving us helmets. <laughs> We're riding on the go-karts. But I shouldn't have been surprised because, like, he didn't doubt it for a second. He knew it. He knew it was going to happen. There wasn't a shadow of a doubt. And, uh, you know, that's a good attitude that he has, and that's what he brings to kind of everything, and that's kind of why he's successful. And uh, kudos to him. And, uh, yeah, so we did cut it short. You know, you guys know the main ships. We'll probably uh, pick up on that. I'll talk about the rest of the ships. There's 24 ships, an amazing year. And like I said, a lot of it is main, uh, mainstream ships. It's it's regular ships, cruise ships, you know, that are over 100,000 gross tons or at least close to it, but a lot of them are expedition cruise ships, and that's kind of what I was getting at. But we'll pick back up on that. I want to thank you guys for listening. As usual, find us on the Facebook group, the Always Be Booked Cruises Ultra Lounge, as well as um, Instagram, Always Be Booked. If you want to donate to Patreon, contribute to Patreon. You get an extra show a week, quote-unquote week, extra show, one a week, sometimes 10 days. I'm trying to go by the real schedule this time, guys. Expect a show every week. I'm hustling to get this going to you. You know what I mean? I had a full day of work today, 10 a.m. to uh, 9 p.m. tonight, and uh, I wasn't going to go to bed without giving you a podcast. It started at about 9.30. Right now it is 1.30 in the morning. So, uh, you know, I am dedicated to this and making this happen for you guys. And I really, really appreciate the support. Appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget about the group cruise. Uh, Hit me up, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. I do need some emails, likes, subscribe, all that crap, whatever. Guys, 
cones. Thanks for listening. Boat drinks. There's a place where the boat is from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea. And one part set of a nine on tree And the drinks set cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy Good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down where it's cool. Put me down, and when I fall on my stool, put me down. I'll just leave there till morning comes round. With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas, and Bob Marley songs that I'm playing. There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear. Soft tropical lips that are singing. Get away. To where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away. I love your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the police.